Ladies and gentlemen, here's Shirley Lin with In the Spotlight. Welcome to In the Spotlight. I'm Shirley Lin. Today, my guest is Janet Chen. She likes to be known as Jen, and she's the creative director for films and projects,、uh, different projects in LA, Los Angeles. And she's here in Taiwan only because of the pandemic. So <laughs> she's been here since what was it?、Um, February. Couple, February. Okay,、yeah. and been stuck here, but actually for the better, right? For the better, yes. Right.、Um, so <laughs>、um, basically,、um, you were here visiting family, and you're here with your husband. So you never thought that you would be spending so much time. In Taiwan, and yet you're finding a lot of good things about Taiwan, right? Yes, I love Taiwan. It's always been my motherland for the longest time.、Um, as a circulatory kid, I always travel around the world. So this is actually the longest time I've spent in Taiwan since、uh, I was a kid, and it's been great so far. Wow,、yeah. I think that's wonderful that、um, this opportunity came up so they can be here. I'm so surprised that you've been away for so long and never really spent, you know, a time in your home country until now. But <laughs> <laughs> anyway,、um, why don't we、uh, start with a little bit of background before we get to all the things that you're doing in life now? Because、uh. <laughs> it's kind of hard to just jump right into that without giving a little bit of background, I suppose. Yeah. But、uh, you were saying that actually、um, your dad was a diplomat. Correct. And, yes.、Um, and so, like right after you were born, you guys moved to the Netherlands. Yes. But ever since then, you've lived in the States, Indonesia, Moscow, and I don't know what other countries have you have lived in. But Hong right? Kong. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Hong Kong, of course. Yes, yeah. Yes, right. Yeah. Right.、Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, what was your major? What、um, did you I, study? I actually did fashion merchandising and business during college, and then.、Um, I had film and photography on the side as like oh you did ha- habit yeah like a habit, and then、um, surprisingly for through some connections I had a friend that helped me get into、um, in touch with American Institute of Film in the states, and that's when I started doing set photography for them and moved forward from there. So、uh, ever since I was young, I was always kind of in between film and. Design <laughs> for like the longest time, and then I did come back to Taiwan for actually about a year and work as a designer here too. Oh so, right, right, yeah, yeah,、uh, for a famous、uh, fashion designer here. Yes, yeah, 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 right. Yeah. But that's a very interesting combination: design and cinematography. Very, it has ex-、uh, exposed me to very different <laughs> <laughs> cultures. Right.、Uh, yeah, I, I definitely have seen a lot in my lifetime so far. Uh, and tra- have traveled a lot, like even though in my youth, but also like as a grown, like as I grown up, when I travel a lot with my husband for film stuff, like we've been to Turkey, we've been to Thailand, we also been to Patagonia and all that.、Uh, I haven't been to New Zealand yet, although I hope to go very soon.、Mm. Um, yeah, so these are places that we go from time to time, and when we go to a place, we don't just go for visiting. Sometimes we try to stay there for a few weeks or a few months if we can,、uh-huh. uh, and then we get to like assimilate into the culture and kind of learn who they are as people, and you know, kind of find that common thing that connect human souls together as a whole. And make a documentary. <laughs> From time to time, yes.、Um, mo- mainly, it's more for environmental issues at the moment.、Um, uh-huh. There's a few things that we're doing、uh, just to 
I guess, like race awareness in terms of the climate change that's happening and then the natural resources we're losing. Was it because double majors are very common then? That's why you study, you know, I mean, what was it now? Design and cinematography. Or you have an interest in cinematography since you were little. I actually was completely self-taught. Both my dad and my grandfather are actually like photography enthusiast so my dad when he was younger he actually knew how to use all the Leica cameras uh they developed film you know in dark rooms and everything so ever since I was young um I've been exposed to art as a when I was like three or four I have pictures of me and my mom um traveling around Europe just on film uh, mm. and they're like pretty nice photos too so yeah those yeah. are nice to keep you know as memory definitely oh, for sure for sure oh, yeah. yeah but it's oh, confusing yeah. too because you're like i don't know where i was <laughs> at the time so yeah now we're kind of like jumping way ahead because you already kind of touched on it about yeah. what you're doing with the husband yeah and um because you do a lot of things okay and the thing <laughs> is that right now and i had to ask you what exactly you want to talk about because you know, 30 minutes is not very long. Yes, yes, and of course. Yeah, but uh, you're doing a lot about awareness. Now, how does this whole thing start? I mean, what happened? Did something happen that made you become so aware of where you are about the environment and all that kind of stuff? I mean, or mm-hmm. did you grow up being like that because your parents are like that? Or I don't know. What, what, what oh, that's happened? That's a good question. Yeah. Um, so um, I actually, my family has a farm in Tainan ever since we were young. Um, so we get to visit from time to time. And during the time, I even though I was young, I was able to see like the how an ecosystem works, you know, without pesticide, without, without um, human interference, and without like mass fa- uh, factory farming. And um, ever since I was young, I was always like a lover of animals. And I think it wasn't until I became a filmmaker or slash creative director where I'm involved in projects and uh, sometimes for like organizations that are charity uh, for animal rescues and everything. That's when I really became aware, oh, like we're, we're doing something wrong in this world in general that um, we there there's there must be something we can do as humans to make the world a better place instead of like making all these animals suffer and then like also causing you know viruses to jump from animal to animal and spread it uh basically causing unnecessary pandemics if that makes sense huh it's interesting how you said uh, talking about pandemics here okay (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) what a coincidence not not pandemic but you know like yeah like climate change and all that stuff i think those are very important for people to understand oh yeah absolutely yeah well that Mm -hmm. was a big jump from how you were a kid and you have parents of a farm to making you aware of the environment how did you happened to do these documentaries so that you made you became more aware of you know of the environment well initially i just became an activist uh so i go ah. to protests i go to like for the yulin festival protests i've been to multiple ones in once when i was in los angeles to, uh, to the chinese legislation um unfortunately it didn't really work out well for all of us um uh, there's a few like organizations that I donate to on a monthly basis that actually reveals like what happens like you know in uh in Africa in China um actually in Vietnam as well there's a there's a few locations where 
um, animal rights are not being protected, and then you get to see it. Um, I have a few friends that are documentary makers. So um, in the film industry, like as artists, we're always curious about everything, right? So it's always like, oh, here, by the way, have you seen this? Let me show this to you. And then that's when I realized, oh, there's documentary on food waste. There's documentary on wildlife trade. And then like um, everybody can do this too. Like they can watch BBC, the planet Earth. You can see how the planet is de- deteriorating due to like human activities mm. yeah yeah you're talking about bbc's planet earth i mean that's a great show i love you it, know yeah. it's beautifully done yeah. but um but you're right it makes you more aware about you know the fact that the earth is really beautiful and we should be preserving that yes but uh, what are we doing you know to do that i'm, I'm just curious you know this awareness in mm. you mm-hmm. um has it changed your way of living has oh, it changed completely. your yes. diet? Has it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What has changed? Uh, first what, of all, yeah. we actually in my household we don't really use plastic or uh, styrofoam anymore. Mm-hmm. That's we've been doing that for about two years now. Okay. Uh, we grow our own herbs at home. We have a client that's um, very generous, and he actually he has his own business in like uh, sustainable farming. So he always like he provide these kits to to schools and and homes where you can actually grow vegetables at home and he also gave us gave us a hydroponic system um to the to learn how it works like having a fish having like a clam or something that filtration the system and then you uh learn how to grow herbs on top of it and just harvest it as you go and you never have to go to the grocery store again oh oh okay <laughs> yeah, so, so i've i've learned how to do that as well just through um random connections here and there yeah so um have you stopped eating meat i actually i'm pretty proud to say that i've i would say i'm about 98 percent there just because at the moment i'm in taiwan and then there's just so many variety i'm not here to condemn anyone that eats meat or mm-hmm. Uh, don't understand why meat is such a problem, um, but it because it is part of a representation of every single cuisine in the world, and like people like to show their culture, and it's a way of showing affection for many people too. In Taiwan, for example, I only eat meat when my mom cooks because, you know, I out of respect. You, I well, yeah, I know you don't want to insult her. Yeah, I, so I don't want to get avoid, upset. Yeah, I don't. You know, like she made this chicken soup. I'll, I'll, I'll eat it. You know, I'll drink uh-huh. the soup. But uh-huh. that's like to the extent of how much I eat meat, I guess. You're listening to In the Spotlight with Shirley Lin. What about other things in life? You know, everyday life that you've changed because of your awareness? So we have electronic cars. That's one thing. Um, you you, oh, you own? Mean, we own, yeah, we have Oh, electric- now A, that is. Yeah, yeah, back in the States. Yeah. yeah. So we, we have electronic cars. All we, right. we have zero emission for the last two or three years, mm-hmm. I would say. So mm-hmm. I. it's funny to say, I don't even know how to pump gas anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I know, um, I know. So that yeah. way it's like, I think in a way it's helping out with climate change. Um, sorry, that's diverting from like the meat um, issue. But um, on top of that, I guess through my own platform, how I've changed my life is I've also tried to use my social media, which is something I'm trying to get back into. 
just because I was working for so long, I didn't have time to keep up with it. Mm. But now that I do, I use it to raise awareness on how farm animals are treated, how uh, there's like poaching in Africa, how there's illegal wildlife trading all over Asia um, for like medicines or, you know, just for delicacy purposes. Mm-hmm. And that I think has dramatically changed my lifestyle in terms of who I am as a person, but also uh, what I want to present to the world because we have the platform to do so. Uh, we can make films about it. Uh, we have the skill to like, you know, shoot and edit and present it to the world, uh, hopefully. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing that has led me to a very nomadic lifestyle in a way where we get to travel around a lot mm. to shoot and then cooperate uh, co- cooperate with like scientists and other filmmakers that are also passionate about these things oh. yeah can you talk about one particular project that you were you guys were working on um so the most recent one that we're doing at the moment uh actually my husband was one that when he went to new zealand with two of his friends um uh, and they had to like fly helicopter and everything to like just film the glaciers mm. um that is something that we've been working uh we've been working on um for i think a, a, almost about a year and uh-huh. then um yeah, you do need a long time span to oh, yeah, really record totally. something that would make an impact on people from, you know, the purpose of doing that documentary. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. it's 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 hard work on you guys, but then it benefits everybody, you yes, know. Yeah, yes. it, yeah, I know about those kind of things. It really, yeah, I do worry about the glaciers, you know, oh, with, the, yes. with the global warming. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's so, something uh-huh. um, I also want to... Um, address to everybody uh, that is listening to this is also um, I know the pandemic with the COVID-19 is very scary but at least it's from the same family as SARS they both belong to the coronavirus family Mm -hmm. so from the scientist friends I have um, working at you know United Nations and and they're just climate scientists that I've met through acquaintances and stuff Um, I knew this for a while now but ever since the glaciers have been melting there has been at least 28 unknown viruses that's been exposed oh. <laughs> to uh, that we've never seen before in the last 15,000 years or longer. They, be, they can be dormant. They cannot be, you know, they can be harmful. We do not know. But the, at the rate the glaciers are melting, there's some ancient viruses that are coming back. So um, I think it's important for people to understand that if we do not protect this right now, uh, using the tech and design and um, awareness that we have, the future generation is going to be in big problem. Wow, just learning so much from Jan Chan about the environment. But we're going to hear more from her next week. So tune in to In the Spotlight. I'm Shirley Lin.